so Hindus and Muslims and Jews and the vast majority of people across the world believe in God. Indeed, many people believe in a great God that's worthy of our worship, our devotion, our prayers, and our commitments. What makes Christianity different is our specific beliefs about Jesus. Many of the world's religions affirm that Jesus was a wonderful prophet, an important teacher, a good preacher, and even a reformer. Even atheists and agnostics appreciate Jesus as a great moral teacher. We as Christians, though, say Jesus was much more than that. We as Christians say that God comes to us fully in a person in Jesus. God appears in the flesh in Jesus, born of woman like every human being, born of God like no other human being, Jesus. God becomes one of us, one among us in Jesus. The word we use is incarnation. God in a human person, incarnate. God not big and far off and distant, but God, really God, fully God among us in the dirt, in the mess, in the dust of life, in the tears, in the fears, vulnerable, open to suffering, even dying as one of us, Jesus. The wonderful Christmas story that I just read from the Gospel according to Luke wants to teach us, depict for us what God's coming looks like. God among us, God with us, vulnerable like us. It's a story. It's a story that conveys the unique truths and mysteries and promises of Christianity. Mary, Joseph, babe in a manger, shepherds, angels, all of this wants to depict the coming of God into human life incarnate in Jesus. So why is this important? Why is this important? First, because God comes in Jesus, because God appears in the flesh, because God lives life with us, among us, it means God knows and God cares about everything that you know and everything that you care about. No concern, no hurt, no depression, no despair, no addiction, no loss, no nothing is too much for God. No difficulty, no challenge is beyond God's understanding or beyond God's capacity to redeem. So what have you been struggling with most recently? Maybe it's the worries about your children. Maybe it's the concerns about your Parents who are going through changes and challenges. Maybe it's the complex 
transition you're trying to navigate at the moment in some aspect or maybe lots of aspects of your life, your life. Maybe it's some creeping despair that re relates to your life or our nation or the world. What is it? These are tough. These are chaotic times. Personal, political, powerful challenges. What is our hope? What are we supposed to do? Well, God is not far off and distant and detached. God comes in Jesus, knows the good stuff of life and the bad stuff of life, knows our exhilarations and knows our desperations. God is with us in the mess, born in a manger, among the poor, among the most troubled, proving that the vulnerable, the uncertain, the lost, the fearful, none of that is beyond God's understanding or beyond God's redemption. This is the very good news of the gospel. God is among us, one of us, comes to comfort us and give us hope, comes to show us nothing, nothing is impossible for God. That's the message. Where do you need to hear that tonight? In what corner or aspect of your life do you need to hear that most tonight? That's the gospel, the good news of God on Christmas. Second, God comes in Jesus with another purpose, to announce and to inaugurate the coming of God's reign. Now, God's reign is not like any other reign. He's not a king like other kings who comes to lord over and rule to assert power and privilege, he comes to announce and inaugurate God's reign, God's plans, God's purposes. The blind see, the lame walk, the hope are given hope, hopeless are given hope, the poor are lifted, the righteous find a way, peace, justice, they become the main thing, God's way the reign of God. Everything that Jesus says, everything that Jesus does as God in the flesh, as God with us, as God for us, is about life, not death. It's about light, not darkness. It's about wholeness, not brokenness. It's about goodness and kindness, not meanness and selfishness. It's about giving and sharing, not hoarding, not controlling. How much, how much do we all need to hear that tonight? Jesus is God among us to reorient us in how we live, in how we set our priorities, in how we give, in how we shape our lives and serve in the world. Here's how famous theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, said it so well. 
We have become so accustomed to the idea of divine love and God's coming at Christmas that we no longer feel the shiver of fear that God's coming should arouse in us. We are indifferent to the message, taking only the pleasant and the agreeable out of it and forgetting the serious aspect that the God of the world draws near to the people of little earth and lays claim on us. The coming of God is truly not only glad tidings, the coming of God wants to wake us up and give us hope and give us purpose for our lives toward the reign of God. Jesus was born. God comes among us, for us, with us, one of us, into a world where children are at risk, where creation is at risk, and those who are powerful and violent and selfish and misguided are willing to perpetuate the worst things. That's the world that Jesus comes into. Jesus was born, becomes God incarnate to signal to the world that God doesn't give up on us, will not give up on us, and God does not intend to let the darkness have its way. In the life of Jesus, a light has come into the world and no darkness can overcome God's light. It's one of the reasons we light so many candles to affirm in these days that God's light is stronger than every darkness, especially the darkness that can hold you and me captive. God's light overcomes the darkness. So actually... God's coming in Jesus intends to set the course of our lives. We got lots of things that want, the, that want to set the course for our lives. We have perhaps children to nurture and families to care for. We have jobs to do. We have pressures from every angle coming at us. We've got many things to balance as we try to make our way through the world. But the coming of God, Jesus incarnate, asks us to link our lives to God. Link our lives to God's purposes, to God's ways, to the coming of God's reign. Friends, we have one life to live. We have one life to live. What are we going to do? What will our legacy be? Will your life be about the things of self or the things of God? Here's how spiritual writer, theologian, civil rights activist from the last century, Howard Thurman, put it in a poem entitled, The Work of Christmas. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and the princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among the people, to make music in the heart. So many areas of life in the world need faithful people who understand not only the beauty of Christmas and the promise of Christmas, but the work of Christmas. May God's presence and promises so cover our lives this night and may we leave this place seeking to trust God and serve God and do the work of Christmas feeding, helping, loving, serving 
for God's light and peace and justice and joy across the whole world. May it be so. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, we believe. Help our unbelief. Point us and keep pointing us in the way of Jesus, Savior of the world. Amen.